1: If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. This is Talk Sport Daily. Hello, hello, Happy Thursday, my friends. Welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily podcast. With me, your host Andy Goldstein, and we begin, of course, obviously, with the Merseyside derby, where the pressure mounted on Rafa Benitez after Everton were beaten by Clippity Clops Liverpool. This was the reaction on Talksport.
0: The Everton supporters all emptied after the fourth Liverpool goal, knowing that their game was up. Everton's Rafa Benitez in charge of a Merseyside derby from the blue half of the city for the first time. Really struggled to get his team off and running early in the game. Rafa Benitez uh, stayed around, shook hands with people, but the Everton fans, it was really loud booing at the end. Yeah. And listen, I, I can't see Rafa lasting long here, the way they played tonight.
2: Under pressure. <laughs> Under pressure. You will not change things, just talking. We will change things uh, working hard and trying to do what a professional has to do. It's what we are doing already. We see the clips, we uh, we see the stats, we talk with the players, and we go on the pitch, we train with them and then try to give them confidence for the next game. If we can uh, win one or two games, I think we'll be totally different. We'll go to January and I'm convinced that we will do well in the second part of the league. I can safely say that is the most embarrassed I have been as a Neverton fan in my life. Wow. Ever. this is a new low point and I have seen some low points the board is rotten from the core outwards so there needs some dramatic changes I have friends who are Birmingham fans I've got friends who are
0: Newcastle fans they're looking at us as a club 14 we're in relegation form at the moment this is our biggest winless streak in I think 16 years oh, It's kicking off now Jamie with the supporters around the director's box screaming at Bill Kenwright who's just come up the stairs in front of us they're all having their say about the fact that they're not happy with the appointment of Rafa Benitez mm. there's one guy in particular who's about four seats away from where Bill Kenwright's come out to the stairwell to speak to angry supporters How much money is Rafa had to spend I mean he's bought three, three players in Grey Townsend and Solomon Rondon it's, it's going to be hard for any manager Calvert-Lewin's been injured all season if Frank Lampard had been in, in charge all season, he'd been through this bad stage of in his career, would the fans be on his case as as much as they're on Rafa's case? Last season, they dropped points at Goodison, not tonight. A breathless derby in which they threatened to run up a cricket score in the first quarter of it. Mo Salah, brilliant. Mane, superb. Jota, fantastic. Thiago in control.
2: It was for sure the best performance we, we showed um, since I'm at Liverpool At Goodison, we had some good games here but we were never as good as tonight and we are never as calm as tonight we are never as convinced as tonight that's why we won the game
1: On now to the other games in the Premier League starting with Pep Guardiola, Guardiola's Man City visiting Steven Gerrard, Gerrard's Aston Villa
2: Villa one, Manchester City 2 this was a terrific game of football Manchester City dominating the uh, first 45
1: we're striving for consistency in 90 minutes but we've also got to understand that takes time you know we're a couple of weeks in the door we're probably 6-7 sessions on the grass together but if the players are going to give me that in a short space of time I'm really excited to see where we can get to we
2: play all the time Wednesday Saturday Wednesday Sunday so we are used to do it and now recover well we arrive late tomorrow regeneration Friday a lot of soup and uh, to be fresh in our legs to play in a, In what? And this is a big moment for Jack Grealish, a
0: boyhood Aston Villa fan back at Villa Park after leaving the club that he loves five months ago. The Aston Villa fans respond by singing I'm Villa till I die
1: I'm from the area Villa fans love him he's one of their own he's come through the system but it's a big big change he's a human being at the end of the day so he's a big price tag but he's been at the academy as a young kid he's a Villa fan he was a main man suddenly now he is in there with a load of world stars and some world class players and it hasn't quite happened for him but he's worth 100 million because that's what Manchester City paid for him so if they paid that then he's worth it
0: the Blues will go into that game top Watford remain three points above the drop it finished here at Vickridge Road Watford one, Chelsea two. We're up on night to get lucky, we're up on night to get lucky.
2: Lucky one let's be honest a lucky one we escaped with three points i don't know maybe we deserved over the last games against burnley and Man menu we had the feeling we dropped points so now we won minimum two maybe three points today we were not good we were not sharp we were not ready it was hard for us to take the right decisions was hard to us for us to to find challenges i don't know maybe i did not prepare the guys in in the way that they are prepared i think We deserve at least a point because uh, our performance was fantastic. Uh, We press a lot, we
1: create a lot of chances. But of course, Chelsea has fantastic players and they can score also if we don't make mistakes. But I'm I'm sure uh, we are in the right way. I make my compliment with my players, I'm very proud of them.
2: Chelsea's win over Watford was paused as medical staff from both teams raced across the Vicarage Road pitch to treat a fan who had a cardiac arrest. Chelsea say thoughts of everyone at the club are with the fan and those affected, he's now in a stable condition in hospital.
0: It's finished Southampton 2, Leicester City
2: 2, points shared after a really entertaining evening here on the south coast. In the second half we had immediately a chance for the third goal with Nathan Teller, a little bit too high, the cross and then you come see the equaliser very early and then it's, it's, it's a hard fight for everything and, and the, the opponent had two big chances to, to kill us. We had two half chances in the end still to win it. Both teams were going for the three points. I think the fans saw a very good game, a very intense game and this is what we want to show them. The
0: first half wasn't acceptable from our perspective. Started slowly, not enough physicality, gave away a poor goal and took us too long to, to get going in the game. Still, we get back into it at one each. We lacked concentration obviously we we made a change at half time we 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 changed the mentality and attitude of the team at the break and in the second half it was um, a different game for us
2: meanwhile southampton's tool draw with leicester at st mary's was delayed by another medical emergency in the crowd a home supporter was carried out of the stadium by paramedics at half time.
0: West Ham had chances throughout through four nows, Bowen and Rice to double their lead they proved to be costly
2: misses. The full time score it's West Ham 1, Brighton 1 I don't question the character at all of the team, the spirit of the team is fantastic, I've said that all season, you know, you have to see the late goals or turning around deficits I think the spirit is there, the togetherness is there, I'm really proud of the team in terms of that, we're a young side with some improving to do but we're picking up points and we're moving in the right direction, I think.
0: Well, the goal has been disallowed, but not for a foul in the build-up between Dawson and Lalana. as I mentioned. It's been disallowed for offside against Mikel Antonio.
2: The big talking point will be the, the goal which wasn't a goal, and I can't really understand why the goal wouldn't have stood. I really don't. I'm, I've looked at it numerous times. I think we're in football to score. I don't think there's a clear or anything clear or even correct decision to say that it was uh, offside and I'm really disappointed with the decision.
1: You feel Burnley will be happy with a point from this one but they have to look at their next game against Newcastle as one they need to take three points from. Full time here, it's Wolves nil, Burnley nil.
0: A lot of draws so we've got to make sure we get on the right side of the margins. We always do. Tonight we were, like I say, not quite at our level that we want to be offensively but the good basics, the good diligence of the players, the good mentality, mm. the strength of what we do then that got us a well-earned clean sheet and a good point.
1: Now Man United caretaker manager to the caretaker manager, Michael Caretaker, Carrick, sorry, has been speaking to Talk at Mickey Gray ahead of their match against Arsenal tonight. He defended his decision not to start Ronaldo against Chelsea and also confirmed he's yet to speak to incoming interim boss Ralph Ragnick.
2: Because of the process and the work permit, we haven't been able to, so. Um... We've carried on as we have done. It's uh, it's worked well for the last two games and, and hopefully it works well for, for tomorrow. Michael, you, you talk about Ralph coming in and um, you're willing to learn new things. I think you said, what, seven days ago or something that you had your own philosophy and your own ideas. Are you willing to learn moving forward under under Ralph's coaching? Mick, I think you always have your own ideas, whether whether it be a player, certainly players have got their own ideas and and, and and as a coach or manager, whatever it may be, I think um, as an individual, there's certain things you prefer certain things that come natural to you i'm always prepared to learn i've obviously learned an awful lot this week and learned on the job if you like but there is the kind of the backup as i've been pretty close to and seen what goes on close hand over recent years so it's been a bit of a step but not as much as maybe people think
1: cristiano ronaldo has failed to score in 10 league appearances against chelsea and he may not score today because he is on the bench
2: i think them type of decisions get blown up, really, a lot bigger than they probably are when you're kind of inside the, the team or other club. Decisions are made for, for for a lot of different reasons. And, of course, it's, it's certain ones get bigger news than others, but, you know, that that's how it was. I didn't see it as being a major decision. It certainly wasn't within, within the camp or within the groups. We all got on really well. The game went well to an extent, and it wasn't a drama at all.
1: On now to the Arsenal gaffer, Mikel Arteta. Looking ahead to that clash, with Manchester United.
2: You know what you expect uh, when you play at that stadium in front of that crowd and with a team, a squad that probably is one of the most talented in, in the league. You know the, the situations you're going to face is very difficult tactically because you don't really know how they're going to prepare the game, the options that they can play, the formation that they can vary. So it's focused more in, in ourselves, what we have to do and make sure the team is prepared to, to go in there and, and beat them.
1: Now, in tonight's other match, Thomas Franks-Brentford travel to Antonio Conte's Spurs. Conte admitted he isn't thinking about the January transfer window until they get December out of the way, where, of course, everyone knows that straight after December is February. Oh, January, I meant January.
2: Uh, January is, uh, is very far, and uh, uh, we have to be concentrated in this, uh, in this month because this month uh, uh, we'll play many games. And uh, we need to move the table and uh, to to get points, uh, because uh, for us it's very very important to to stay close to the teams that stay ahead of us. But January is is very far. And uh, now I'm totally focused on the team to get uh, the best out of of my players. Also to to make the the right evaluations uh, on the whole squad. And then we'll see we'll see what happen. Uh, for sure now. I repeat, we have to play many, many games and uh, I need uh, of all players. I count on, on all players.
1: Now, it's December and Eddie Howe's at Newcastle are still without a Premier League win and remain bottom of the Premier League table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's horrible, you lot. Come on. So, have they got any chance of surviving? Of course not. And what can they do to stay up? Nothing. They're going to go down. Let's ask the former Magpie, Warren Barton, And Gabby Agbondler as well, to tell us more. Or, as I would say, Gabby Agbondler more. Sorry. I just feel the quality that they've got there is not going to be enough. And even if they bring in players in January, they could be that far off getting out of the relegation zone. And it's going to be hard to to obviously get players that you want. So I think it's it's one hell of a task, isn't it, to keep Newcastle up. And I think even the, the fans are probably looking at it now. Burnley have got two games in hand on them. That's a massive game on the weekend against Burnley. I can't see Newcastle staying up. I can't see it.
0: Arguably one of the biggest richest franchises in the world is sitting bottom of the Premier League. And there's a, a big question mark about them staying in there. But I do think the the new ownership will spend wisely. I think they do what they need to do. That's not to say they're going to go and get Mbappe and Haaland the and players <laughs> like that. They need to they need to start building first and getting players to stand out there. So whether that is some loans, whether that's a couple of players that they have for an eighteen month period and then move them players on. At the moment it's just try and survive. And then once you can do that, then you can build and you know obviously the finances will take care of itself. They've already started doing things in the community. They've started doing things in the training ground at St. James's Park as well. But there's, there's, there's no doubt that they need to start winning games sooner rather than later.
1: Now, Tyson Fury's promoter Bob Arum has given the clearest indication yet that Dillian, not Dylan, White, will be the next opponent for the WBC heavyweight champion. Speaking exclusively, all exclusive to the TalkSport Boxing YouTube channel, Arum explains how they're planning for Fury to fight three times in 2022. Or should that be 2023? No, it's next year.
0: Oh, you believed in me. You brought me over here, and I delivered. We are back.
1: I think Dylan White should be the next fight for Tyson Fury. You know, we've got to push ahead and get a date and an opponent for Fury. It seems to me that it's logical that it should be Dylan White. The Gypsy King still reigns supreme in the Nevada desert. What I would like to see, and that's what he would like to see, getting in the ring the end of February and March and doing at least three fights uh, in 22. Hopefully, uh, that's how it'll all roll out. You know, Fury is ready to fight anybody. I really believe that he is the preeminent heavyweight in the world. Uh, There's nobody out there that he would be reluctant to fight. And, of course, you can watch the four-exclusive interview with the legendary boxing promoter Bob Arum by heading over to TalkSport's brand-new boxing channel over on YouTube. Over now to Hawksby and Jacobs, who celebrated 100 years in... Oh, no, that's next week. And, of course, the winner of Clips of the Month. This is Ali McCoyst who's yeah. asking the listeners what they were up to while listening to breakfast, and we think he may have got the wrong end of the stick with this one. What else have we got?
2: Jason Manchester, he's dropping the kids off at the pool. That's an early start for the kids at the pool, Jason. Well, not really. I think you find quite a lot of people are dropping kids off at the pool <laughs> around that time. He must Ali must have heard
1: that expression. And
2: this is Sky's Rob Dorset who popped yeah. up on Talksport during a Gareth Southgate press conference.
1: That'll be eight years as England manager, the same as Sir Bobby Robson, only Sir Winter Walterbottom.
2: <laughs> Sir Winter Walterbottom. I love Sir Winter it, Walterbottom. A, bit of two runnies, that's, that's
1: fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, he yeah. couldn't say that again if he tried, could he? would be great if he won Clips of the Month, Rob Dorsey. He'd yeah. delighted with yeah. yeah, I think he would. Here's new borough boss Chris Wilder chatting about Aaron Ramsdale and mentioning a coach we've never heard of before. So I think it just shows you what his character's about. You know, it was, uh, we, I talked to, to Steve Roundabout um, uh, about Aaron. Steve,
2: Steve Roundabout? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on Steve Roundabout. Yes. Yeah, marvellous. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Well, Chris Wilder wins the Clips of the, the Month. What are the tremendous. chances? <laughs> and finally, I think this one might have a chance. he's <laughs> got a chance. It's the match reporter Mike McCarthy with a goal update from Barnsley versus Derby.
0: Ball in the Barnsley penalty area, which the home side don't clear. Tom Lawrence helps it from the centre of goal towards his right, where Sam Bollock's first-time strike low into the net.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that might have a chance. (laughs) Knowing the heartland, really.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's one. And don't forget, of course, you can download the Clips of the Week podcast right now. Not now, obviously, you're still listening to this, but you can download it basically where you got this podcast from. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. Don't forget, of course, to hit that subscribe button. I'm back on TalkSport today on Andy Goldstein's Time show alongside Darren Ben. Can't wait for that from 4pm. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts at first thing in the morning. Looking back at United beating Arsenal 5-0. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.